What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping it up with author, developer, and Web3 expert, Mr. Emmanuel Perez. How you doing, bro? How you doing? I'm doing well, brother. I appreciate you for inviting me out, Hassan. Very excited to, to be here and share some information with, with you and your audience. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Because here at FY Fly, man, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff, baby. So let's say your Absolutely. little brother, a little sister came up to you and wanted to learn more about this new world, Web3, Metaverse. Where is the first place that we should start researching to really dive in with this information? Because, of course, it's hard to just consume all of this information at once. So I definitely want to be able to point my audience, the fly folks listening, into a place where they can really, you know, just dive in. But where is the foundational? Like, is it crypto? Is it is it metaverse? Is it Web3? Where is the foundational that we should start to build on this new technology? Absolutely. So. My experience is a little bit different. I jumped right in the rabbit hole, which is commonly called in the space because it can get so deep and it can get so overwhelming yeah. and confusing. So first of all, I tell everybody to take your time, pace yourself. I'd start with crypto personally. Okay. I feel like crypto is the is backbone of everything when you're starting to learn because mm. terms, things like blockchain can get really confusing. Yeah. And it can, it can be overwhelming at first. And it's like, oh man, I don't know what's going on. Like I was on YouTube last year, like, Rewatching 10 different blockchain videos just to understand it. For sure. So I say start with crypto because it all builds from there. Uh-huh. And it's almost like how I have this light switch behind me. You know, I don't need to learn how electricity works or how the blockchain works, but I know mm-hmm. that flipping a switch on and off will, will result in the light being turned on and off. For sure. And as you're wondering with, with Coinbase and you start buying cryptocurrency, you're like, okay, cool. I can see how I can send this to different people all across the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, I have family in Haiti and Dominican Republic. I can send it to them through them. I don't need to go through a bank and wait three to five days for it to send it. It's like, okay, I'm starting uh-huh. to grasp this and things are starting to connect because some of the terminology that they say is like it's kind of flying overhead. And I'd say web three is that umbrella mm-hmm. that goes over all these things. And gotcha. I'd say even things like the metaverse, all the metaverse is is the interconnectedness with all these different moving pieces mm-hmm. and even other pieces like augmented reality if you remember the days of pokemon go in virtual reality where you have things like like the oculus yeah and, you know meta's horizons in meta quests where you can start to visualize these things and then you, you start to see these individual pieces connecting so i say start with crypto first because mm-hmm. it's it's really that that cornerstone where gotcha. all these other blocks you know start to connect themselves to and that makes sense because i know that ethereum is is really big in the NFT space because you know you purchase NFTs with Ethereum or what is the other one? Is it a, is it Solana or Solana? Solana is another blockchain. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense that you have to start with understanding cryptocurrency and then you know the NFTs and the metaverse and all of that plays on each other. So 
that that makes sense. I definitely definitely wanted that to get that point across to my audience because you know you that's what I'm saying, bro. You're so knowledgeable, bro. You know, like you said, that can go over some people's heads because they're hearing all these different terms they never heard before. They're like, oh my god. So that's why I wanted to kind of like single something down. Okay, folks listening, what can you take away from this? Start by studying cryptocurrency. Let's let's get knowledgeable about cryptocurrency and then add those different layers. So let's let's go ahead and jump on into this new world, man, because everyone's heard about it at this point. You know, Web3, the metaverse, NFTs. <laughs> it's a lot going on right now. So I need you to talk to our audience like we don't know nothing about Web3, metaverse, nothing. So, bro, really give us a game on the Web3 and how do you see it impacting us? Absolutely. I've explained it so many different times and so many different levels of people. So I love, yeah. I actually love talking about it. And to, to sum up Web3, Web3 is a decentralized era of the internet. So mm. if you look at the internet, it, it it's come in these three different stages. Mm. So you have Web1, Web2, and Web3. Yeah. Web1 was the read era of the internet. So think about the early days of Yahoo, early days of email, those days, I'm about to say hotline bling, I'm about to say di of dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> when the hotline was actually blinging with, with all that loud noise in the background, yeah. you don't know if you remember that. And uh, that was the very early days of the internet where where you see you saw things like blogging was was a, a huge thing back then. There wasn't a whole lot you could uh -huh. do with the internet, though. Web 2 was the read-write stage of the internet. So that's where okay. read and write. Uh, you see more user-friendly things like social media coming out like things like myspace and napster facebook and mm. now you know we more modern day into ig and TikTok. yeah where users can now interact with the internet and create content around it mm. even having things like riverside and anchor.fm to make things like creating podcasts easy yeah because before then you know there weren't that many user-friendly tools to get content out there Thanks. the issue is however though is that platforms like like meta slash facebook twitter they own your data you don't really own what you post mm. out there in the internet. even youtube is youtube's on my google google's mm. on my alphabet so you have this whole hierarchy structures of of gatekeepers what they're uh -huh. called frequently in web3 terms that own your data mm. in web3 that's the read write own stage of the internet rewrite on oh, okay yes sir you get to own your data so that's huge that, that can come through the forms of tokens whether it be like cryptocurrency or nfts which are non-fungible tokens and that can mm. be things like music be things like video can be i've seen podcast episodes be minted as nfts uh -huh. and it's and that it could be photography you have game media collectibles as we See, has gone crazy last year and this year. Uh -huh. The list continues of what you can turn anything digital into an NFT or even physical objects as well. So, so I, got, I got a quick question, bro. So two things. Touch on that decentralized and what that really means for the people listening. So when things are decentralized, there's no you have you have full ownership of your content. There's no gatekeeper there that has you know, any control over content. And all of that is run through a system called a blockchain. And all a blockchain is, is it's a decentralized ledger uh -huh. um, that stores data and it, in a chronological order. And nobody can modify, edit, or delete that data. Okay. And so you have systems like cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, that runs on the blockchain where it's able to be crypto, 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 
Here we go. Cryptographically. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a big word. I, I wouldn't have been able to say <laughs> Crypto. What's that, four syllables? <laughs> Man, for real. You know, cryptographically, you know, secured and verified yeah. on the blockchain and where it's, it's public as well. So anybody can see who owns what. So you have the mm-hmm. system of decentralized trust. I don't need to trust you. You don't need to trust me. As long as we see it, that's on the, the blockchain uh-huh. or a digital paper trail or digital receipt. We know who owns what and we know where it came from, which is the most important part. Mm-hmm. Bro, I got a question for you, bro. Yes, sir. How old are you, man? You, you, you. Twenty-three, t- man. You, you are on it, bro. Are you still in school? I actually just graduated last year. Okay, from okay. Norfolk University. Okay, that's amazing, bro. Because I did see that you got that partnership with TMCL, the Thurgood Marshall College Fund, for those who may not know, and then also with Meta, which is the new Facebook. So, can you talk to us about that collaboration and also touch on why do you feel like it's important for us minorities or anybody, but especially minorities, to be learning about this new technology? Absolutely. So, with that cohort, TMCF's goal was to prepare, educate, train. Um, it really engaged the next generation of student leaders and prepared them with the skills that they need uh, for the, the amount of jobs, the amount of opportunities yeah. that are coming into this space. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd say it's so important because we can historically we can see that you know our culture and our communities have been left out in these era, in these technological eras where you know where new technology has come we've mm-hmm. been left behind. Like even for myself. In my own household, I don't remember having Wi-Fi until I was in eighth grade. Wow. And I remember getting like my first smartphone, like a Huawei Comet, yeah. until I was in high school, uh. freshman. So, you know, we we've we've been left behind in these in these in these inclines where te- mm. where new technology has come in. You can see that playing in because you know these jobs in in tech historically have mm. had paid, you know very large sums of money yeah and to, to get to there you you have need a degree or the skills or both mm-hmm. and you you can see that you know if you're able to get the skills you can you can bypass the degree yeah. not saying that college isn't needed but for somebody who's trying to you know pick where they want to go mm-hmm. you know tech presents a very lucrative opportunity to make a lot of money with a very niche skill set a lot of and income so, and a lot of impact as well. <laughs> there we go. There we sure. go. And so what I what I presented with Thurgood Marshall College Fund, the mm-hmm. first ever, you know, Meta Scholars cohort was really understanding delayed gratification and value. Talk to us. And then Talk learning learning what you can in Web3 and how that applies to each section. So mm-hmm. things like understanding cryptocurrency and trading and trading and buying, even flipping NFTs, if you're interested in that. Yeah, it it presents an immediate amount of gratification because you can make a lot of money very quickly, but the value mm-hmm. is really only to yourself. And yeah. so I I want to talk about you know as you start to advance or or, or really graduate to these different levels, mm-hmm. the, the 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 amount of gratification it starts to become immediate, becomes moderate, and becomes delayed, but your value starts to increase as you start to advance up that trajectory. Uh-huh. And that could be things like, you know, working in Web3, where if you start your own company, if that's crypto-based or Web3-based yeah. or based in the metaverse, the amount of value starts to, to add starts to go up, but that gratification takes some time. But that's the payout so. is worth it because 
Think about who you can impact. Man, that's that's huge that you mentioned that though. Those two things, especially because value, that's the second lesson in my book that we talked about. You know, that's that's the second le- second lesson is value, and that delayed gratification is so huge. Is you know, our generation, we don't know what that is. <laughs> and finally, like I'm talking to somebody by age, so I can say our generation, we don't know what that is because everything around us, you know, the goal of business nowadays is to make things as convenient as possible, make things as frictionless as possible. So when we're really talking about delayed gratification, we can't blame us because this is this is the world that we live in now. All the businesses, everything that we do, Amazon Prime with the one one click buy, you know what I'm saying? Everything is so instant. So to have two people like us talking about delayed gratification is going to be huge for our listeners, for our community, because without that delayed gratification, you can't build nothing great in in, in a short span of time. One uh, percent, you know, one percent may have that one hit wonder. And that's great. If you do, I'm, I'm clapping for you. But I'm here for the 99 percenters who's going to have to work this day job like I was telling you. And then come off the day job and have a podcast interview. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to them. You know, so I'm definitely glad we're, we're we're here, you know, chopping it up, bro, because I actually want to touch on your company. I know you founded a company called Bibli that helps authors and creatives collect royalties on their work. So talk to Perfect. us about ownership and how that really plays into the Web3, you know, read, write and own. Baby, come on, talk to us. Absolutely. It's perfect, too, because I can talk about my own sense of instant gratification uh-huh. um, with Bibli as well and why I decided to pivot onwards. And so starting Bibli, I, I came up with the idea after I was learning about NFTs. Okay. I started learning about NFTs through this, this platform called NBA Top Shot. Yep. That's owned by this company called Dapper Labs. And as you may have heard of it in the news, it's a great way. They took, they took the idea of having traded cards, which every trading card has a serial number. Every trading card has a picture, especially in sports. Mm. And they took that over to the blockchain. So on a blockchain, you can, you can track who has what card or what moment. And each moment, as it's defined by NBA Top Shot, is like a can be a video highlight of yeah. a of a basketball player or a woman's basketball player going for a three, shooting a dunk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, crossing somebody up and going for a layup. For so you have all those things. I was like, wow, like okay, that was my that was my gateway drug into NFT. It's like okay, yeah, I get it. And my school was having a NSU was having a pitch competition. Mm-hmm. They do it annually. That was like. You know, how can I was learning about royalties, learning about how NFTs, you know, users can set their own royalties, especially for artists. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this done with books? We're seeing it done with music now with with well, our heroes like Nas. And I was uh-huh. like, what if you and Snoop Dogg was like, what if you can do this with books? And I was looking at Amazon too, right? Lord, Amazon that's smart. Uh, as as you might also know, as an author, Kindle Direct Publishing takes out, you know, anywhere from thirty five, sixty five percent yes, sir. of royalties. <laughs> That's why I don't publish with them. I got the old website. <laughs> and that's the other alternative. Uh-huh. As, as an author, you have, well, three alternatives. You have either A, you can go through a traditional publishing company. Yeah. Right? It's very similar to, in the music industry, very similar to having, you know, a record deal. 100%. And it's like, wow, like, it's like, why would I do this? Because Having that overarching so... record label all over you. Yep. Yes. Unless you create your own record label, right? Option two, go through Amazon. And you know, which you have you have more views and more clicks, but they they're taking more piece of pie out of your royalty. And account. they keep like, all the data. You don't know who buying the book. 
That's key. That is key. Right. Or option three, like like you decided to do, you know, go through, you know, your own platform and sell yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, there's this trade-off of each because you have like Amazon will take care of the logistics or you can do it if you have the time and energy to, and you also have to do the marketing yep. as well. So you're basically a CEO at that point. Mm-hmm. And what if I made that marketplace uh-huh. where authors and your independent authors and their audiences could come and converse together? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, though, I decided that I was interviewing authors left and right. And I saw that, okay, this, this is a great solution, but is it really a problem right now in mm-hmm. this day and age? And yeah. I decided that it wasn't too big of a problem with, with not that, that big of a product market fit. So I transitioned mm-hmm. and, and focused my efforts towards security within the space because this past year- Always a need. <laughs> it's, it's a huge need because security's always an afterthought, after effect. And I saw that, wow, like over a billion dollars have been lost due to hacks, scams, and rug pulls wow. within the crypto space. So I saw a bigger need. So I tabled the idea for Bibli right now and it's, pivoted directions, which it's, it's paying me to do, but mm. I found that security is something, you know, I'm passionate about and interested in, and I really want to protect people in space from, from getting their accounts straight, especially the new users, and especially users from our community who are yeah. new and susceptible to these types of scams that are going on because it's all so new. And because we don't have the gatekeepers in place, like you, you can't go and reset your seed phrase when you make a wallet. It's once you send out crypto. So I don't think we know. I know. I don't absolutely. know. What's this? Is it C phrase? Is that what you said? C phrase. It's called, I'll call me first as, as C phrase or secret recovery phrase. And that's, okay. it's the thing that's made when you first make your first non-custodial wallet. And that could be things from a most commonly used as like a MetaMask mm-hmm. wallet. If you, you've seen it or heard it in news or made one yourself. Yeah. And that's then that's mainly for to get the cryptocurrency off the Coinbase platform or whatever platform you buy it on to actually get control of it. Correct. That's what that custodial wallet would be for. So, yeah, because Coinbase has a non-custodial wallet, too. It can get uh-huh. confusing because Coinbase has the exchange where you I say where you swap your dollars for crypto. Yeah. And your non-custodial wallet can't hold USD or United States dollars or yeah. whatever your native currency is. But. It can hold your cryptocurrency and your NFTs. But mm. a custodial wallet like Coinbase Exchange or Crypto.com or KuCoin, yeah. they can hold your USD or your native currency or fiat mm. or a currency, but they can't hold NFTs. And so the, okay. the secret recovery phrase only applies to that non-custodial wallet. Got you. Okay. Okay. Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny, and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, Fly, plus 19 lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at fyfly.com backslash from college to COVID. Let's go. Yeah, bro. And I'm, I'm glad you began touching on, you know, that safety because that was something that I, 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 I was actually talking to my friend about this interview and she gave me this question because she, she was like a lot of people feel so, you know, just uneasy you know, about, you know, the new technology. And we've, we even talked about it being decentralized, you know, meaning it doesn't have one centralized power. And a lot of people feel like if technology is too free or too open, 
you know, it could possibly get out of control. So can you touch on like, how do we be, how do we stay safe, you know, physically and mentally on the metaverse and web three? Absolutely. And it's, it's very great to say because I was, when I was thinking about this question, in my mind, I was thinking about my, one of my first time using the internet to my experience being online, like playing Xbox live for first time <laughs> yeah. on my 360. And then, and then three really, really working, like, like working my first internship. And what, what came together was, was one doing your research is, is really underrated. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to balance like doing your research and doing the application that way, you know, that your learning can synchronize. For sure. Because I have I have friends that do a lot of research but don't really do take a lot of action. I have friends that take a lot of action and I'm getting burned in the process. Mm-hmm. So I think what is ha- finding that happy medium for you where you're able to learn at your own pace and apply at your own pace. Gotcha. Because scams usually happen, you know, when you're feeling emotional about missing a, a trade or, or missing out on something and feeling that FOMO. Or you're feeling rushed, like mm-hmm. like you're feeling rushed online, like, oh, wow, I need to miss this before it's too late. You know, the scammers are able to, to pull on those emotions. But when you're educated, you mm-hmm. have that shield to protect you. You're like, you know what? Facts. I know this is a scam because I've I've done my homework. I put in my... You got that hours, confidence. Hours, 100 hours. There you go. So, so I say number one is like balancing on that research and that application piece. Mm-hmm. I say... Number two, as well, you want to watch out for phishing links. And, What's that? You know, fish, What's phishing, that? <laughs> absolutely. Phishing is a, is a practice online where if you've ever gone through like your spam mails, where you see like a site that looks like the real site, let's say like facebook.com. Yeah. But it might have a different domain ending. It'd be like facebook.xyz. And you can see some typos when you start to click on that site. For sure. Same is applicable in, in crypto too. And that's how a lot of users get scammed. That's something that Novus. Security well, I saw that LinkedIn had like, what was it like a million, million dollars in scams that people was getting scammed from cryptocurrency. But I was like, wow. why are you buying crypto on LinkedIn? <laughs> but that's, that's neither here nor there, but I, I definitely, it definitely is a need that that's safety. So for sure. Absolutely. And, and phishing comes in so many different forms. Like you have things like social engineering, which is somebody who's pretty, who's pretending to be who they're not. Uh-huh. And that can come either from, from things like people posing or spoofing themselves as like authorities from Coinbase, from MetaMask, mm-hmm. um, uh, from Crypto.com, from these, from OpenSea, from these other platforms, or even, even from DMs too. People saying wow. like, hey, check out my new project. People that you don't know. If you don't know that person personally, mm-hmm. do not open up their link. Because we've seen it happen through scams like dude, so it's literally just out. from open up the link then it's over like we can't do that after that <laughs> once you open up the link and interact with that website once uh-huh. you connect your wallet to it and sign a transaction or or try to buy a token from that website usually happens when you connect your wallet to the website because your your knock so your wallet acts like your identity uh-huh. online that's where you know your crypto is stored where your nfts are stored and once you connect and sign your wallet to that website, it's it's acting like your username and password when you're connecting to mm, when you're like that in. single sign-on type joint. Yes, just like single sign-on and SSO, like uh-huh. how you can with Google or Facebook or or LinkedIn to these different websites for sure. Where you don't want to make a username and password, having a wallet essentially replaces the need to create a username and password on these different Web three enabled sites. Gotcha. So that's that. That's that. You know point of vulnerability or that vector right there when you sign over sign a transaction on your wallet 
Mm-hmm. But to this fishing site, you know, it's like, boom, we got him. Like that Drewski meme, like, we got him. <laughs> yeah. And then instantly <laughs> yeah. your funds are drained. Uh-huh. And it's like, wow, like, how do I prevent this? So I've created, you know, Novus to spot phishing links once the users click on them. And so that way, you know, they can be alerted yeah. that that phishing link can be detected and users can go back to safety. Because I've interviewed That's amazing. and researched and have had research talks with users who have lost anywhere from $600 to $90,000 worth of assets. And it's, 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 it's very scary and it's, it's very heartbreaking. It's like, mm. how can we prevent this from happening in the first place? Mm-hmm. Okay, bro. So for my people, you know, you obviously have this entrepreneurial spirit around you. So for my people who want to start a business, what is one key piece of advice that you could give them to help them get started? Can I give two? For sure. Come on, drop All that right. game on us, man. For sure. I, I say first, be an iterationist, not a perfectionist. Talk to us. And Talk what I mean by us. that is... I, I come from, I have a, I used to have a perfectionist mindset. It's still something I battle with every day. Mm-hmm. And it's because you care so much about what you're working on, about your passion project or about your hobby. Yeah. You know, you're willing to spend so much time on it that you, before you release it out into the public. Mm-hmm. And what, and that's good because you carry pouring a lot of thought into it, but that can be bad because, you know, you're trying to seek, seek feedback from your users. 100%. Who's actually going to buy your product and use your product your customers, you need to be able to have feedback from them, see if what you're making is, is if they like it, if uh-huh. it's on the right track, yeah. if the information or service that you're giving, if it actually applies, you know, to your product, to your, to your market. Bro, you, you know what the sure CEO of ZipRecruiter said? What do C- you say? The CEO of ZipRecruiter said that the best way to know what to do next is your customers. Your customers will tell you everything you need to know. That's that's so true. So it's so important that you become an iteration that you interact with your audience. And I can mm-hmm. even say, like, if I could ask you, you know, for you as an author, yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you're able to pick up on some of these things by having a podcast. Like I, I can assume that right now, like just by talking, interacting with so many different people, you're able to, able to see what mm-hmm. was missing and able to see things from your own experience that you're able to add on sure. and add value to. So that that's like number one right there. And I say number two is, mm-hmm. you know, follow follow your passion because your passion is what's going to fuel you, you know, more than more than the money will, you know, because yeah. you can only work on something for so long until you start to get tired out. But that that passion for whatever you're working on is going to fuel you, you know, past your nine to five from mm-hmm. your six to eleven. For so sure, it's, you know, it's going to wake you up in the morning, and it's going to be the reason why you're going to work on you know, start writing that book mm-hmm. or start working on that app, you know, or, you know, developing that business plan, that passion is going to fuel you through, you know, when you're tired. So I say for sure, those two pieces of advice, like be an iterationist and follow your passion. So I'm so, so, so happy that you, you mentioned that, bro. And also something I've been wanting to say since we talked about a little earlier, bro, I want everybody to realize when you were talking about how you first got onto the NFT space, you connected with the NBA top top shots. Yes, sir. So you connected with something that 
Are, are you a basketball fan? You know, previously. Yeah, I I was really I was a Miami Heat fan when I was younger. So okay, yeah, I was able to connect some dots. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of what I was bringing up. You know, try to find something that you know that you can already relate to or already be interested in, and then integrate that with the NFTs or with you know the metaverse or crypto. Because honestly, you know, the big companies nowadays are integrating it into who was it? I, I was at I was at Dave and Buster's and I seen an NFT. You can wow. you can turn like your your David Buss's card into an NFT. <laughs> They're moving quick. Facts, facts, bro. So I'm super glad that you touched on that. And you know, this for this for this where I want to go to now. I usually ask this question to my guest, and before I finally got somebody around my same age. I usually like to ask my guests, you know, if they were going if they were able to go back to high school or go back to college, you know, what would be their next money move? But we just graduated, <laughs> so. Tell us, you know, what are some of your next money moves that you're doing right now to set up yourself for future success? Honestly, bro, it's the, it's the unsexy work. Yeah. At first, I didn't want to, I want, I didn't want to do it. And what I mean by unsexy work, it's like it's number one, living below my means. Mm -hmm. That's something I didn't want to acknowledge at first. I wasn't really budgeting. I was, I was being pretty frivolous with my dollars, and I, I learned like, wow, like if I really want to survive through this, yeah, just like all the other, you know. Entrepreneurs that bootstrap, you know, themselves from the ground and 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 came from a place where I came from with, mm. with not much wealth or or not or any generational wealth at all. Yeah, you know, you really have to watch your spending and really live below your means. 100%. And it can be hard because we're on social media, we're we're connected. We can see a lot of our you know our homeboys, our homegirls, like like living up and taking extravagant trips yeah. around the country. And we're like, oh man, like going to piece that or or buying a new car. Or it's like wow, or or taking out a, a loan to buy that car, which they don't reveal Fast. half the time. And it's like wow, <laughs> and then well, they don't I reveal their bank account after them big trips they get back from. Exactly. They, they, they don't exactly. talk about that. <laughs> exactly. And uh -huh. It's 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 hard because all of that presentation, all that luxurious lifestyle, can be can be you know very swaying. And you know when I was in high school, I worked at Foot Locker, so mm -hmm. yeah, I was sneakerhead back then. I was buying a lot of the you know Nike T shirts and. And Jordans when they dropped because I, I had this camp. I was like, For okay, sure. wow, what if I invested in stocks, I could have had a, a bigger return. And now that I'm investing in myself, I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, this delayed gratification piece, as I preach it, I have to live it. And I have to be that example For because sure. it's it there's really no other way. You can't you can't you can't not sacrifice and have the gain that comes with that sacrifice at the same time and be able to do the other extraneous things and i really learned that principle from re reading the richest man in babylon okay i that that book stuck to me so much about you know every dollar that you invest in to make sure that it goes out yeah and recruits more dollars and make Putting sure that, that money to work it, paying yourself yes. first yeah yes and what i learned too i was on a phone call with my sister last month and her and i talked about budgeting often because now she's getting up to speed on it on mm. her own pace she's very spiritual and i was able to relate to her i was like Having a budget is akin to you respecting your money. Yeah. It's it's almost like your own house, your own apartment, or your own room. If you you know, if you respect your own house, you know, only I, I take off my shoes as soon as I come in the door. So mm -hmm. I know that, you know, my, my floors are gonna be clean and I know that I don't have to, you know, sweep as often, I don't have to vacuum as often because I'm taking off my shoes and and dirt won't be tracked. So sure. your budget, if you create a budget you're respecting where your money flows out of. You're also respecting, you know, when it comes in, 
mm-hmm. and where it goes. And when you respect that type of energy, it's your money like says, like, I want to go ahead. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and get more dollars. For sure. You know, like I'm gonna pay off this debt fast, even faster now because I know where all my dollars are going. I know where I want to invest it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's now I can afford to buy these luxurious things with with you know the appreciation that comes from my investments. Yeah. And so budgeting and living below my means are two key things that I've really been diving deep into this year. Bro, bro, bro. That budgeting is huge. It's even bigger than just respecting your money. It's really respecting yourself because we like to say that a, a budget is simply a spending plan for your money. Now, it's not a it's not a life restrictor. It's a life enabler. It enables you and enables you to go out there and have fun. It enables you to save money for rolling loud, you know, in Miami. You know what I mean? It enables you to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I really feel like it's key for us to take away that negative. And that's kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing is to take away all the negative connotations, all the fear around finance and really start giving, you know, people, you know, certain and actionable items, actionable ways that they can implement into their life on how to use, you know, a, a, fi- a sinking fund. Like when I, I had my first speaking engagement at Elizabeth City State University, it's a HBCU in Elizabeth City, <laughs> North Carolina. And when I was t- one, one, of the, one of the girls, we were asking them like questions like, what did they learn and stuff? And she was like a sinking fund. And you know why? Because last year I couldn't go on spring break because I didn't have enough money. But this year, since Hassan told me about a sinking fund, I'm going to start saving in November for next March. There we go. You know what I'm saying? So being able to understand that just because you're saving or just because you're budgeting, you know, you're not. You know, that's not lame. Or that's not like, you know, looked at as a negative or you're not looked at as you're, you're broke for budgeting. Everybody that's broke for calling you budgeting, they broke. They broke. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. I- I'm definitely glad you glad you touched on that, bro. So, like you said, everybody listening listening to this podcast is trying to increase their income. Does have goals of becoming financially free. So, whenever we have, whenever we increase that money. Let's make sure that, like like you said, that we're nipping those negative habits in the bud. We're doing the unsexy work. We're putting our autom- We're putting our investments. We're putting our savings. We're putting our bill pay on auto pay, so we don't forget. So it's automatically working for us. We letting technology do the work for us. There you know what go. I mean? So. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show and dropping these gems and educating us on Web3, Metaverse, crypto, and all that, man. Give us, you know, where we can find you and any final words. Go ahead, bro. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Emmanuel Perez also, P-E-R-E-Z-O-S-O. On Instagram, Eman Perez 28 I'm working on my website right now to make, you know, the different different types of information you know more easily accessible i can send you i'll send you a follow-up email as well with links that we talked about today to share with your community and your audience sounds good um, to, to make make the process of learning easier and a lot less frictionless and my company's website is use novus n-o-v-u-s dot io and that'll be up very soon and i'm yeah i'm very happy to share i'm working on i'm writing blog posts as well because i've i have all this information of like how do i what's the best way to share it and i think yeah. You know, having podcasts like these is, is a great way to help the word out. And I've, I'm nice with the pen too, so I want to <laughs> definitely spread out the word via articles as well that people can read and, and absorb. 
Most definitely, bro. And you nice, you know, speaking as well, bro. So you need Thank to, you, brother. You need to tap in with your own podcast. I, 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 I expect to see that covered up sometime, <laughs> sometime in the pipeline for you, bro. That's that. I feel like that's your lane as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've I've been coming up with names, different ideas. So I, yeah, I think you you will be something, seeing something very very soon. I love it, bro. I love it, bro. Thank you again for so. We definitely gonna tap back in, stay updated on everything. And for everyone listening, definitely tap back in next Friday for another Finlit Friday. And I need everyone to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FY Fly. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guest. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI, F-L-I podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.